So it was asked, why Wisdom Wednesday? It's been on my heart to offer a deeper understanding and revelation of how God ministers to me through his word. And as your vision coach, I really wanted to share some of that wisdom with you, hoping that it'll help you not just walk by faith, but to see clear in your walk with Christ. Hey guys, welcome to Wisdom Wednesday. I am your vision coach, Latoya Early, and I am super excited to introduce to you guys this new series, I guess, <laughs> or the spinoff to maximize your Monday, right? Um, Wisdom Wednesday is my opportunity to help you see clearer in your walk with Christ. So what I'm going to be doing with Wisdom Wednesday is expounding on our meditation scripture that is shared during Maximize Your Monday. So before I get into the scripture that was shared in our past, um, our previous Maximize Your Monday, I want to give you guys a little bit of foundation um, so that you can gain a better understanding of what Wisdom Wednesday is. So, of course, our foundation scripture is out of James. Um, James 1 and 5, it says that any man that lacks wisdom, let him ask. We're going to jump down a little bit to 6. It says, but let him ask in faith wavering nothing right for he that wavereth is like the wave of the sea driven with the wind and tossed so the reason for wisdom wednesday is just to give you a little bit more clarity a little bit more application um, to the scripture that was provided to you earlier in the week and so not only will i be seeking additional wisdom for god um during this segment, but I'm hoping that the the wisdom that God gives me is wisdom that you're able to apply to your life. So if you've been asking God for more wisdom, ta-da, this is what he sent you, Wisdom Wednesday. So last, um, our last Maximize Your Monday, our topic um, of discussion was what you're committed to, you will become. And so our meditation, meditation scripture came out of Proverbs 23 and 7. As he thinketh in his heart, so is he. So I want you to, of course, take that scripture and I want you to make it personal. Um, as you think in your heart, so are you, right? So I want you to make that um, scripture personable to you. Um, let me let me make sure that I'm clear as we move forward in Wisdom Wednesday. We are going to do some scripture jumping, um, and this going to be today and moving forward, only because I don't want you to think that this is an expository teaching. This is more so just gaining clarity and what God is trying to um, instruct us to do. So again, as a man thinketh in his heart or as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. As you think in your heart, so are you. So my question for you is, what are you thinking? <laughs> what are you meditating on, right? What thoughts are you allowing to um, recycle or to play over and over in your thoughts and in your mind? Um, what things are you allowing your eyes to stay focused on? Or what are you allowing your ears to hear and to consume? Um, what are you meditating on, right? Over in Philippians 4 and 8 says that whatever is true, whatever is honest, whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is good, if there be any virtue, if there be any praise, meditate or think on these things. 
So if you're not meditating on what's true, honest, just, pure, lovely, and good that deserves praise, then I want you to take a moment and reevaluate the things that you're sitting and that you're thinking about, right? Um, if you're meditating on trauma, on hurt, on unforgiveness, on bills, on struggle, on worry, none of these things, um, none of these things should receive any type of praise. So why are you meditating on them, right? Because you're meditating on something that is going to um, indirectly or subconsciously um, encourage you to become the person that you don't want to become, right? So again, we're talking about what does it mean to think in your heart? What does that look like? What does that mean? Um, what are you speaking into your life and into the lives of the people around you? Um, understand that your words have power, right? And I say all the time that your words are seeds. And every time that you allow a word to come out of your mouth, it's a seed that's being planted, not only into your heart, but into the heart of the listener. And some, in a scripture that I just read, um, I wish I had the exact reference of it. But while we're planting words and we're planting these things into our hearts, whatever is being planted that is not of God, it will be pulled from the root. So you have to be super aware and conscious of the things that you're saying over in Matthew 15 and 18, it says, but those things which proceed out of the mouth come forth from the heart and they defile the man. So you have to be um, conscious or aware of the things that you allow to come out of your mouth. Because again, out of the abundance of the mouth, the heart speaks. And so if you are in a place where you're trying to become or you're in the process of becoming who God has called you or created you to be, then the first thing that you're going to have to do some sort of maintenance on are the words that are coming out of your mouth because your words are connected to your heart and your heart is connected to your thoughts. And while I completely understand that we um, have a lot of challenging thoughts, you know, the enemy is constantly in our thoughts telling us what we can't do, telling us who we can't be, telling us what we're not worthy of. Listen, I totally get it, but you have to understand that while the fiery darts may be penetrating your thoughts, you have to make sure that you are um, daily pursuing um, the full armor of God, that you are walking in the full armor so that you can learn how to overcome some of these thoughts and so that you can control the things that you are allowing to come out of your mouth. So understand that to become requires the process of becoming. Becoming requires a process of transformation, but transformation in your thinking and in your words. Again, we are using today to expound deeper on the scripture, uh, Proverbs 23 and seven, as a man thinketh in his heart or as he thinketh in his heart, so is he. So let me be clear about some things because I do know that most times people will take a scripture and they didn't read the full con the full um, chapter and you know they're just kind of pulling from it and teaching from it. Um, I do know that 
Proverbs, this particular scripture was talking about the man who had people at his table and he fed the, you know, he told them, hey, come eat with me. But in his heart, he didn't want them to right in his heart. He's like, no, I want to keep all of this food for myself. I don't want to share. But his actions didn't reflect what his heart was really thinking or what his mind was really thinking. Right. And if I can use this moment for transparency, I was that person, right? I would be the one who say, come on over, you know, and, and people will come over at dinner time and I will feed them because I know it's the right thing to do. I know that those are the things that God wants me to do. But in my heart, I'm like, no, I need to save this dinner, you know, because I wasn't walking by faith. I didn't know whether or not, you know, this food will last me for tomorrow or for the rest of the week. And again, I have three babies. So I wanted to look out for the best interest of my children, making sure that my children were fed. But how many of you know that that was a, a terrible intent of the heart? Because for number one, the Bible tells us to take no thought for tomorrow. Focus on today. And be givers, be gracious givers. The Bible says don't give grudgingly and out of necessity, right? We're supposed to be gracious, uh, gracious givers. And that and being in that particular space, it was because I didn't trust God. I was literally um, not walking by faith. I was literally in a space where I was worried about where our next meal would come from because of me being a full time entrepreneur, because of the bills that we had to pay. My husband was doing the absolute best that he could, but our grocery budget was limited. And I had this idea. And when I learned or when I read this scripture and I studied this scripture, I felt such conviction because I said, wow, this was me. I was this person. And of course, I gained the revelation of the scripture um, in the season that I was this person. So it was definitely a smack in the face. But even rereading it and restudying it and getting a different understanding, I can still see who I was in this scripture. And so what did this force me to do? It forced me to not only live according to the word of take no thought for tomorrow, but it forced me to walk by faith. Like it's, this isn't the season to um, worry about what's going to happen or what's going to come. If I'm doing what God has called me to do, if I'm in my process of becoming and I'm becoming who God has created me to become, then I have to trust him during the process. Right. So I know the question may be, well, how does these two connect? You know, you just told me to watch what I'm meditating on, watch the words that are coming out of my mouth. And then now you're telling me that the parable in this story um, describes someone who didn't, whose actions didn't match his heart. Um, yeah, he opened his dinner table to his guests, but his heart wasn't there. Unfortunately, he was being fake at this time, right? He was saying, here, you can have this, but in his heart, he didn't want you to really have it. So the, the reason why I wanted to give you the root of this parable um, on top of all of the different lessons that we can gain out of this scripture is because I wanted you to take a moment and reflect on some areas that you could be being fake in. You know, what are some areas that your actions does not reflect your heart? Right. What are some areas in your life where you are doing things and you're moving and you're going and you're going to church and you're on the prayer lines and you're showing up to Bible study, but your heart is far from him. 
Right. This is a, a, a moment of reflection, because if you're going to become who God needs you to become, there's going to uh, some internal development and processing and transformation and sacrifice is going to have to take have to take place. Right. So the term action, um, how many of you guys heard actions speak louder than words? You know, people say that all the time, especially when it comes to love and showing love. People are like, well, actions speak louder than words. Well, um, after reading and studying it, that just may be an inaccurate statement, right? That just may be inaccurate. Let me show you why. Because over in Matthew, and we just read um, this scripture over in Matthew 15 and 18, it says that out of the mouth out of the mouth, the heart speaks. Right. And then over here in Proverbs, as a man thinketh in his heart, so was he. That was an action. Right. He demonstrated action with a faulty heart. So it sounds like the the cliche or the saying or whatever it is um, that actions speak louder than words is inaccurate. Um, it sounds like that not only do we have to be intentional about our actions, but we have to be intentional about our words because technically your words speak louder than your actions because your words are supposed to be a, a direct reflection of your heart. Right. So so not only um, should again, should we should our actions demonstrate the act of becoming, but our heart and our thoughts should align with that as well. So one of your maximize your Monday executions was to determine your destination. That was number one. Determine your destination. Well, in order for you to determine your destination or who God um, created you to become, you're going to have to go through the process of becoming. And what does that process look like? It, it looks like pruning. It looks like character building. It looks like. Uh, sacrifice. It looks like repentance. It looks like um, a whole bunch of stuff that you just may be uncomfortable with. But these are some things that we have to be intentional about. If you're ready to become who God has created you to become in your business and in your career or even in your life, then I challenge you to spend more time working on the internal parts of you. I know that social media always want to see your best life and what you look like and how beautiful you are and where you're going and what you're eating and all of these actions that we're showing the world. But if we just saw in Proverbs that while your act, your actions can say one thing, your heart can be faulty. But what makes this such an amazing process, what makes be, uh, becoming uh, an amazing process is that in the act of becoming, again, you have character building, you're pruning, you're sacrificing, you're going through certain trials and tribulations that's going to make you a better you. And because these things are all internal, what is that doing? It's operating on your heart. And once your heart is being conditioned and your heart is healthy, it'll begin to spew from your mouth and people will begin to see it without you even trying. Right. It's without any effort. So my recommendation, my suggestion for you again, 
Wisdom Wednesday is that if you are in a space where you are ready to become who God has created you to be in your business and your career and your life, I recommend that you spend some more time working on the internal parts of you, the inner you take that 60 minute mindset and work on you. Not only should you be working on the internal parts of you or how does that look? You need to speak power into your life, right? Everything that comes to your mind does not need to come out of your mouth. And if what's coming out of your mouth is not building you up or building someone else up, then you should probably keep it to yourself. Right. Because understand. And as I stated before, that your words are seeds and your seeds are designed to build, to reproduce, to increase, to edify, to exhort, to bring comfort, not to destroy, not to bring death for the power of death and life is in what you say. So these are the intentional things that we have to apply to our lives so that we can become who God has called us to become. And then, of course, I want you to sit down and make the decision to live a life of repentance and holiness. Um, we all fall short. Listen, he who uh, what's the scripture, he who without sin cast the first stone. We were born into sin. There is sin all around us. And while because we are of the flesh and because our fight is not against flesh and blood, but against principalities, we know that sin is prevalent. But the difference of being the the goal is not to be sinless or to be without sin, but to learn how to sin less. Right. I understand. Listen, TV comes on, radio comes on. People say something, something happens just that quick. You're out of you. You snap at someone. You feel a certain kind of way. And that's fine. But you have to learn how to go to God and say, Lord, I am sorry. Please forgive me for my sins, because I know that today I thought something wrong. I did something wrong and I may not have even known it, you know, but living a life of repentance living a life of holiness. Not only should we be asking God for our forgiveness each and every day, but we should be forgiving one another, holding grudges against each other. Listen, guys, this is not going to help you become who God has created you to become. And then we want to make sure that we're trusting God in all areas of our life. It's so easy to trust him in areas that we know that we have a little bit of control in. But what about the areas that you have absolutely no control in? We have to learn to trust God wholeheartedly. He did not give us the spirit of fear, right? He did not. And the Bible says that it is impossible. It is absolutely impossible to serve God without faith. So you have to ask God again. The Bible says any man that lacks wisdom, listen, you and I both, let's go into prayer. Let's ask God to Reveal to us how we can trust him more. One of my prayers on last week was, Lord, how do I cast my cares upon you? Your word tells me to cast my cares. How do I do that? And you want to know what he told me? He said, only worry, only, nope, not worry, only think about today, Latoya. You be thinking about four or five months from now. Now he's not saying to plan. He's not saying to be good stewards. He's not saying not to, um, you know, have wisdom, but he's saying, don't worry about plan today, plan today, stay in today 
and let me do the rest. Right. And then lastly, meditate on his word day and night. We should be waking up and going to bed with some sort of word in our heart so that we can make sure that again, we are meditating over in, um, over in Philippians four and eight, we talked about meditating on what's true, what's honest, what's just, what's pure, what's lovely, what's good. We should be meditating on his word, meditating on being grateful, the things that we're grateful for, just staying in that space so that you can keep your mind clear, guys. Let's let's try to keep our minds clear of the riffraff, of the distractions. Listen, I am the first to know what depression looks like, smells like, Sounds like all of the above. Um, I, we are releasing, I'm releasing the Coach My Life volume two. And my chapter is about diaries of a depressed entrepreneur. Listen, I get it, right? But I had to make a decision and I want you guys to make a decision as well. Cool. So listen, I hope with uh, Wisdom Wednesday blessed you because it has tremendously blessed me. Do me a favor and share this episode. If you think that someone else can use a little bit more wisdom on their Wednesday or their Friday or their Tuesday, whatever day that you are catching um, this episode, please be sure to subscribe to Maximize Your Monday and share this episode. Make sure you guys are connecting with me on all social media platforms at Latoya Early. And if you need to connect with me, if you need some prayer, reach me at Latoya, excuse me, guys, Latoya at chasegreatenterprises.com, Latoya at chasegreatenterprises.com. Let's go ahead and end this out with prayer and I'll catch you guys on Monday. Father God, in the name of your son, Jesus, we come to you with thanksgiving on today, Father, just giving you glory, giving you honor, Father. We just bless your holy name on today, God. We thank you on today, Father. Lord, we ask that you will forgive us for any sins, whether we've thought them or whether we've done them, Father. I thank you for forgiving us for our sins, oh God. Now, Father God, as you've forgiven us for the sins that we have, that we are aware of, Father, we ask that you will reveal to us the sins that we may have committed, that we were unaware of, oh God, so that we may provide correction in our lives and in our thinking in the name of Jesus. Now, Father God, I ask that as myself and the listeners of this episode touch and agree for your word says that any um, two that come together in agreement here on earth in our father's name, that it shall be done. So Father God, I am in agreement with the listeners of this episode, God, that if anyone is lacking wisdom, oh God, that you will give them wisdom them, Father, that you will give them um, wisdom in the areas that they lack, Father, as we believe together, Father, that you will give us wisdom. We will not waver, Father, and we thank you for wisdom. We thank you for clarity. We thank you for vision, Father. Now, Lord, we ask that you will have your way with us in our days, Father. We decrease us and we increase the Holy Spirit right now in the name of Jesus, that the wisdom that you are depositing in us, O oh God, through us, O oh God, shall be maximized on today, God, that we shall be a blessing to those around us, O oh God, that we shall learn to discipline our tongues, O oh God, and to speak life into those that we are connected to, Father. 
Father, to speak life into our children, to be to speak life into us personally, into our lives, into our situations. And we thank you. We thank you for discipline. We thank you for guidance. And we thank you for wisdom. In the matchless name of Jesus Christ, we give you glory, honor, and praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Be blessed.